Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and welcome to the podcast where, over 149 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30 ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL Week 13 with our guests, the Pans Ready Prince and Charlie Chalk, coming on to give their favorite bets for this week. Then at the end, I'm going to give out a few bets for a pretty neat and tidy UFC fight night. And of course, a recap and a record check at the end of the show. But to start the show, we have our first guest, the Pans Ready Prince, with his safe. And spicy picks of the week. On to bet number one. Bet number one. Our first guest with his safe and spicy picks of the week is the Pants Roddy Prince. Pants Roddy Prince, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. I'm excited. This week, as opposed to last week, you know, Thursday night football, Thanksgiving football aside, the Sunday games were kind of garbage. Garbage on schedule, at least on paper. This, this week, there are some good games going into Sunday, so I'm excited to make some picks. Yeah, some great games. It's just a, a shame the Cincinnati-Kansas City game isn't the Sunday night, uh, but we all know, know that the NFL would never take a Sunday night uh, away from the Dallas Cowboys, even <laughs> if the shitty Colts are in town. The Colts being on two of my primetime games uh, in, in subsequent weeks. Uh, real real blow. Real blow. Even though I will say the Pittsburgh Indy game was fun to watch. There, it did come down to the wire, but it's not one of the ones you get really excited about. Yeah, I mean, who's excited about two teams who are several games under 500 going at it? Not me. No, not me either. Not me either. But yet, I will probably still gamble on it. I'm excited to see what your picks are, and let's get to it. What is going to be your safe pick of the week? I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks minus seven and a half against Mm -hmm. the L.A. Rams. Uh, I know the Seahawks defense looked absolutely atrocious against the Raiders last week, but uh, the Rams have absolutely no one. And I think they're going to have an incredibly tough time moving the ball and scoring. It seems like the only guy who could provide any sort of spark is Kyron Williams. And he's not fully integrated into the offense even yet. So I think this is more of a we'll see what we have for next year uh, type team. And Seattle's offense is clicking. They're playing well. I just don't Mm -hmm. think that their defense is going to have a tough time with the Rams. So I think this is a a bigger than eight point score. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because it, even if you're looking at the Rams, you're going, well, well, at least they have a defense. At least they can stop the ball and stuff like that. Well, Aaron Donald's out now for the yeah. year. So, and I think Jalen Ramsey will be quickly in one of these games coming, probably doing the exact same thing. And then you're kind of looking at what the hell do we have left? I will say I've been on Seattle Island for a couple of weeks now, and I love Seattle. I think they are great. Um, even though the defense is looking a little soft now and all my bets for them to win the division, make the playoffs are starting to feel a little bit weak now. Um, I do, I do think that 0.5 is a little interesting. That hook is a little bit of an interesting number because I do think Seattle, yes, comfortably will win this game. Geno Smith looks really good, but that 0.5 is very interesting. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, how that game goes. That was the only thing holding me back from it because of course I think Seattle is going to be Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And we know that, uh, the Seahawks fans are going to take a nice little stroll down California and invade (laughs) that stadium. So Oh, the strategy they have this year with the Rams being so bad is that there is a push out right now for Rams fans. There was an email that got sent out about donating your tickets for Christmas to like charities and stuff like that. And I think, honest to God, that's a way for them to be like, well, at least there'll be some Rams fans in the house. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, I know. Not good. Not good for this uh, Los Angeles Rams one year after winning the championship. So there you go. Safe pick of the week for the Panzeri Prince. Seattle minus seven and a half. Okay, so for my safe pick of the week, I'm going right back to old reliable. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans plus five and a half versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have not looked the same since they lost their unbeaten season. They basically played three even opponents evenly, and that's not good considering that was the Commanders, Colts, and Packers. So that's not great. Philadelphia ranks league average in DVOA during that stretch. The defense has slipped. The run defense has been one of the worst in the leagues lately. And wait, whoa, the run defense has been one of the worst in the leagues lately. Uh-oh, that's Derrick Henry's music. He's going to be coming in here, and that's not good. I heard Jordan Davis might be coming back, but you know what? Coming back first game off the IR, that you know, that's whatever, whatever. A bad run defense against Derrick Henry sets up for like a perfect underdog script for Tennessee. Uh, Henry could just run all over them and stuff like that. The other one I want to say, you know, we always talk about Mike Tomlin and underdogs, and that's why everyone was on Pittsburgh on last Monday Night Football. So much so that everyone was on it. it scared the hell out of me because I was on it too, and I'm like, oh, crap, you know. But Vrabel as an underdog of three or more is 21-7 and seven against the spread, covering an impressive 75% of the time, and the Titans are 19-9 straight up in those games with a 98 percent return on investment on the money line I, I smell an upset i'm gonna take the titans plus five and a half and i'm gonna take a little bit on the money line two plus 205 mm-hmm. i mean yeah, yeah. The, the titans win ugly but they win yep. yep yeah and i think you know like we looked at philly and last week against uh green bay with miles sanders mm-hmm. kind of went off with, with green bay's porous run defense uh philly sorry tennessee's run defense is really good is it's really the best good. in the league right now actually so yeah so I, yes. I, I could see them having to throw the ball if they're going to succeed. I mean, they can do that. But, yeah, I, I totally see Tennessee keeping this one close. They've been in every game yeah. they've been in this year. Yeah, that's why I put it at the safe spot. I think five and a half is a good number. I don't know if that number will move a little bit. But you know what? I just always think, like, think about a week ago before this. What were we saying? Oh, Tennessee Titans, holy God. We always underrate them. They're always so good. They're always so steady and stuff like that. Now they lose one game by four points, and everyone's like, nope, nope we're off the bandwagon again. Like, well, no, 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 wait a second. You know, those two things can both be true here a little bit. So, yeah, Tennessee plus five and a half. Okay, so where are you going with your spicy pick of the week? Well, the spicy pick of the week going at the game that should be on primetime uh, Okay, Cincinnati. I'm going to take the Bengals at plus two against the Chiefs. Oh. I don't know. The, the Bengals are getting hot, man. The Bengals are getting yep. hot. And the yep. Chiefs, last week, I know they won, and I know they won by more than two possessions, I think it was. But mm-hmm. uh, they didn't look like I usually see yeah. them look against yeah. it took the an Rams. Effort. Yeah. It took an effort, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even think the like whether or not Jamash Chase plays, I'm still making this bet because I think Cincinnati's offensive line is finally starting to pay off. It's finally mm-hmm. starting to play like it was intended to be played in week one when they acquired so many new pieces. Um, yep. Joe Burrow was settle, settling in nicely. Whether it's Mixon or P. Ryan, I think the run game's going to just continue to get that work from Zach Taylor, and T. Higgins has been an absolute monster. So I, yeah. I just yeah. – uh, I would even I would even throw some on the money line here. I think Cincinnati's going to come to play here. Okay, I love that. You know, Chase being back too, I think is, you know, it's interesting what you're going to see out of Chase. You know, hips are weird. Uh, yeah, and it's a quick return right now. Yeah, like, right? It's, yeah. yeah. They said four to six, and this is what, four or five? Yes, yeah, I think this is four. Yeah, I, I, it's four or five, you're right. It's 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 funny to think that, like, you know, hips are just one of those things where, like, if you are both a cornerback or a wide receiver, hips is everything. You know, the way you turn, the way you move. and But just having Jamari Chase on the field is a boost. You know, even if he's a decoy, for God's sakes, put sure. your best guy on him. That's a big boost for them. Yeah, for sure. Whether he's whether he's getting the snap count, he he 
always gets a not. It, uh, since he playing well, too, is just screwing me in every one of my Baltimore things. You know who else is screwing me? Baltimore. Okay, so for my <laughs> spicy pick of the week, I'm going to be taking the Detroit Lions plus one and a half versus Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I, this is why spicy. I, I really wanted to slot this into something that was truly spicy. Detroit de- Detroit's defense has quietly improved in a big way since the bye. And it's one. it went from the NFL's worst to just around middle. And you know what? Just around middle is pretty good when your offense is playing as well as Detroit's offense is. Amon St. Brown is legitimately their Cooper Cup. Not only just because of usage, but he's on the field all the time. He blocks. He's a monster. Like, I can't believe how good this guy is. The Lions ranked 6th on offense with St. Brown and 14th on defense since the bye. And that's a pretty good football team. And for comparison, the Bengals that we just talked about rank 7th and 12th. And we're the ones going like, that team's really good. And you're like, so wait a second. There might be a disconnect here. You know, the Jaguars are getting all the buzz after that Ravens upset, but like Trevor Lawrence was tremendous down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. He looked like the guy that you're like, oh yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, there there you go. But they needed 10 or like 15 things to go exactly right for them to even get in back into the game at all instead of losing by nine points. So like, just don't forget, like Jacksonville trailed Baltimore by nine with six minutes left. Uh, and by seven in the final minute. So, like, I just, whatever. And also, the Jaguars are coming off an emotional win, and the Lions had extra rest after Thanksgiving. Jared Goff is 24-13 and 13 against the spread in early kickoffs of 1 p.m. or earlier. That's yeah. interesting to me, uh, considering Jared Goff, you know, I think in general, people are like, bad quarterback. You're like, eh, maybe he's not. I don't know. And then not. versus 26, he, he really might not be. I know that the Lions are going to have two, two top 10 picks, and they will most likely get a quarterback, as they should, and I get it, and all that kind of stuff. But you're kind of... There's a few quarterbacks in this offseason where you're going to look at and go like, so what does Geno Smith do? Because Seattle's going to have two, two yeah. uh, is going to have a top 10 yeah. pick too. Like, there are going to be good quarterbacks hitting the hitting the market on top of whatever the hell you do with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So, I don't know. It's just going to be an interesting offseason. Nonetheless, the wrong team is favored. Give me the Lions. Give me the money line as well. Lions plus one and a half. Money line plus 110. Yeah, I take the money line there too. Uh, yeah. I like the Lions this year. They've won three out of four, and that four, that loss was against Buffalo. Then They played them real well on oh, Thanksgiving. That was well. a game. That was a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Lions are better than a lot of people give them credit for. I could see the Lions winning a few games down the stretch here and really fucking up their draft position. Totally. Um, I think, yeah. They got for the Rams. Yeah. (laughs) They got for the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I like the money line here. Yeah, I I think I'm doing both money lines. I'm doing both underdogs again. And I I really don't, I don't get the Jacksonville minus one and a half, especially on the road. I I just, this is another one where like, can we remember from two weeks ago? Like what, how did we feel about Jacksonville then? You know? Um, So I don't know. And it's fun to hate on Detroit. So I think that's where the number's going as well. But we'll see some smart money move that line probably a little bit. But I'm on two underdogs. You got the Bengals. You've got Seattle. And there we go. Kansas Ready Prince, thanks so much for coming on. We hope you have fun losing money this weekend. Oh, I will. You take it easy. Bet number two. Now our second guest with his lock of the week is Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing just fine, thank you. Okay. Uh, lock of the week, absolutely. This one, again, you can take it to the bank. Oh, there you go. You're coming off a one and a week, so that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Charlie, don't keep us in suspense here. Where are you going to go with your pick of the well, week? Well, we are getting a bit chalky here, mm-hmm. and we are going to take yep. the Baltimore Ravens. There we go. Minus right? eight and a half against Denver. Mm-hmm. And this is more of a bet against Denver than it is a bet feeling yes. really, really good about Baltimore. Right. Yeah. So we've got I don't a, blame you. We have a team that can't score uh-huh. at all. And we have a team that tries to stop the best he can. And um, <laughs> we've got a team that has to win. And everything adds up that it's just going to be a simple Baltimore 24 to three game. Yeah, and that'll cover very easily. And um, this is what and 
I think this is what's going to happen. First of all, we know all about Denver. They're yep. they're they're a terrible offense. Terrible. They don't have a coach. He can't make a decision. No. Nope. Uh, the quarterback thinks he's um, Joe Namath, and he's no one <laughs> at all. But he thinks he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And he really, gosh, Pete Carroll did a super job even keeping him to what he is. He can't make any decisions. He's a terrible quarterback. Um, dissension on the team. Uh, the defense is a tired outfit. They're tired of carrying the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're on the road in Baltimore. It's going to be crappy. And yep. they're playing out the season. So that doesn't look too good for Denver. They're not going to score points. Uh, Baltimore is in a fight with Cincy in the yeah. AFC. They need They've wins. got to keep on winning. Um, mm-hmm. Baltimore's capable of getting three touchdowns. No problem at all. Um, again, it's a must win. They've, it all adds up. And they got a better yeah. coach. And um, eight and a half points, I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah, I am too. I am too. You know, and the other one too is like, God, I, I love losing money on Baltimore and then turning around and going, you know, they're pretty good though. You know, because all these games that they keep blowing at the end, which is really frustrating for them and for betters. Yes. um, Yes. Is that you still have to like, you know, I was just talking to Pants Party Prince a little bit about this because like now we're turning around and going, Oh, Jacksonville's really good. And you're like, they were losing with for by nine points with six minutes left. They were losing by seven points with a minute left. That still means that Baltimore is beating teams pretty good. They just have trouble finishing them. And Denver just love shooting themselves in their own foot. I think eight and a half. I agree. It's not. Why is not 10? You know, yeah, I know, I know, I yeah. don't, I don't, well, and 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 you know, you know, you be Baltimore at eight, eight and three, they shouldn't yep. have, you know, all of a sudden again, uh, Lawrence came out of nowhere and had the best game of his, uh, certainly of this year, yeah, and uh, played well. Baltimore, I don't know why they're giving up so many, but they're they're a good team, they're you know, they they're 10 team. and 10, they're a good team, and um, yeah, yeah. they're gonna grind yeah. this out and they're gonna win. Yeah, Cincinnati, you know, playing KC this week, too. You know, Baltimore wins, KC and Cincinnati loses, excuse me. And, that, right. you know, that division looks pretty secure again, once again. So, you know, maybe a Baltimore I, division bet there, too, I'm going to be looking at. And so I, I actually do like that as, um, yeah. uh, as a long shot, Baltimore uh, getting um, – Going the distance almost in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So AFC, you know. you know, AFC bets or something like that. I, I think there's something to that for sure. Yep. All right. For sure. For my for sure. lock of the week, I'm going to be taking the Commanders versus Giants. I'm not taking the line. I'm taking the total again. I'm going to take the under 40 and a half. Now, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? The Commanders. Washington Commanders, of course, what a stupid name, are flying high. They're winning six to seven. They overtook the, the Giants in the playoff spots, and, and the Giants have won six or seven to start the year, but have lost three or four cents. It feels like these two teams are trending in opposite directions, right? But the truth is that they're just both very average teams and they're going to be brought down to being average teams in the middle, largely random results in mostly close games, okay? I like the under 40.5 best, okay? Eight of the last 10 Washington games have gone under that number. Eight of the last 10. And the Giants offense is actually better on the road. Unders this season for home underdogs are 49 and 23 right now, including a 15 and five in division games, which is what this is. Also, are so what are you doing? Like, you're going to take the over? You're, who are you betting on? Tyler Haneke? No, I don't like that. Do you like Daniel Jones? No, I don't like that either. The offense for the Giants sucks, and it's it's not really their fault. They just have no talent, and the only talented player they have is the running back, and since they know they're not going to throw, they can just put eight people in the box, and there's nothing Saquon Barkley, Barkley can do. The Giants at home are playing to save their season and come in with an extra rest after Thanksgiving. I'm going to take the under 40 and a half. I like it. I like it. I think that's uh, two very, very average teams. Um, very average. And, teams. and and you know what? They're going to just grind it out, and it's going to go back and forth. And no one really has huge ability on the upside to score. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. But I would have, and yeah. you should tell them that the Denver Baltimore game, which is at 39 and a half points, Ooh. is a given under. I mean, it's I like all over it. So 
but yeah. that's for another day anyways. But at this point, um, you know, 21 to three, 24, three, that's, that's a nice under bet too. So that's, I like the Washington under too. I'm with yeah, you. It, it's also a really shitty game. You don't want to watch So Just bet the under, put it on another television and just right watch actually the exciting ones. Cause this week yep. there are some exciting games with that being said, Charlie, do you have any other bets that you want to make this? Well, week? I, I think this will be an exciting game and um, I'm leaning towards San Francisco oh. beating Miami. Um, everyone's blowing to his horn. He's thinking he's the greatest. Um, <laughs> I just think San Fran's all around a better team. They, they have yeah. a really good defense. And, uh, if two is not throwing the ball, well, yeah. uh, San Fran, I, and they're talking about sore knees and this and that with McCafferty and that, but yeah, generally man. they are just a sound, sound football team, well coached. And, uh, who knows the coach better than, than, uh, Shanahan. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. I mean he, he was their offensive quarter. Yeah. So I think San Fran can do it. It's only three and a half points and um, it, it should be a really good football game. Yeah, it's dropped down to three and a half because of all the injuries that came out with San Francisco's, especially on offense. You know, McCaffrey, like right. I said, Debo Samuel, uh, Eli Mitchell, all these injuries came out. But really, that's not the side I'm worried about. The Dolphins defense right. isn't that really that good in the first place. It's yeah. really that that uh, Miami's high-power offense has scored lots and lots of points, I get that, has to play San Francisco's defense, which is really good, and especially their defensive line, which is going to make it very tough on Tua because, you know, it may, this may be seen callous or something like that, but the times he's been hurt, it's because he's been under a lot of pressure, and those games they haven't played very well. So that could be exactly this. Correct, correct. So now, I think it's... Um... It's going to be a tight game, though. It's going to be a tight game, uh, but San Fran is a better football team, and that's my second pick of the week. Well, there you go. San Francisco minus three and a half for your second pick of the week. Charlie, thank you for coming on, and we hope you have fun losing money this weekend. Thank you, Andrew. Good luck to you, too. Bet number three. Okay, for bet number three, usually have the gambler on to make his teases of the week. He has texted me his picks, and they are as follows. He's doing a two-game six-point tease at a minus 120. He's moving Jacksonville to plus seven. Okay, we're on different sides for that one. He has Tennessee plus 11 and a half. Similar sides for that one. That's good. And then he's, of course, adding a third game, because that's classic gambler, to make it a plus 130 line for also six points. Three game tees, those first two, and then the Giants-Washington under 46 and a half. Hello, we're on the same page again. Very close. Could have been a clean sweep there. Okay, for my tees of the week, it's a three game seven point tees up plus 105. I'm going to be taking the Dolphins-Niners over 38 and a half. Now, over feels very odd considering San Francisco's defense is really the battle here against Miami's offense. And so you think, well, maybe they can slow down Miami's offense. Yeah, that, that's possibly true. I still think Miami's going to put up 20 points. And so on top of that, Miami's defense isn't very good. And so San Francisco's offense will be able to put up some points. Over 30 and a half feels like a good line for me. I'm going to be moving the line for Pittsburgh all the way to plus seven uh, versus Atlanta. Atlanta sucks. That's uh, that's pretty much it. Like Atlanta's not good. And, you know, even though I might have some bets on them to win a division, who have some regrets on that one. Pittsburgh has been playing better of late. And you know what? Mike Tomlin has never had an under 500 record. They're currently four and seven. Who knows? They might be inching towards getting back to 500 and giving my, giving myself all the way seven points. You know, it takes off a little bit of burden for that one. And my last line is like, I'm going to be taking Dallas minus two and a half versus Indy. A lot of people taking Indy right now because the line is obviously all the way to minus uh, 10 and a half in some places. But taking Dallas minus two and a half under the field goal feels pretty good. Dallas is a lot better than Indy. Indy's pretty much given up for the season. So that's my three game seven point tees at plus 105. The other one is too, I wanted to add a couple of picks in here for this UFC fight night. 
a pretty good fight night. Like there are there are good fighters up and down this card. And I will say this has been the catch all card where a lot of injuries that have uh, for fights that have been canceled in the last couple of months have been moved all the way to this one. And so you're seeing a lot of fighters like Taito Avasa or something like that in these in these spots where you're like, oh wait, who wait, well this guy the fifth fifth down the lineup. You know, it's headlined by Stephen Thompson, Wonder Man. Uh, as we like to call him. Wonder Boy, it's ridiculous. He's 40 years old. No, no more boy stuff. Kevin Holland, who recently retired, but came right back out of it. And his last loss to Chimaev, who was put, because he was put in, in like impossible circumstances. That was the UFC card where they switched the top two fights because of all the weight differences. Just, just chaos. And so Kevin Holland losing to that one. I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock into that one. But Kevin Holland currently is a favorite. I'm not going to be taking that one. Instead, I'm going to be taking some undercards here. Um, I'm going to be taking the Taito Avasa fight, like I said. I'm going to be taking a via KOTKO. He's fighting Sergey Pavlovich. Um, the KOTKO right now for Taito Avasa is plus 240. 240? Oh, I'm going to be taking that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. He is automatic. And you know, like plus 240, at least if he loses, whatever, you got a chance of plus 240. I also am trying to find a line out there for under half a round. I think these two guys are just going to absolutely swing at each other one way or another. This fight will not be lasting long. But the fight, the, the card, but the bet act can be taken right now is the Taito Avasa via KO, TKO at plus 240. And then the other one is the Hoffa Desanos via decision at minus 115. Desanos has big odds right now uh, against Brian Barberina. Uh, obviously not much of a fight. He's like minus 500 in a lot of books right now. But via decision at minus 115, only a three-round fight. I kind of like that one. So those are the fights I'm going to be taking there. Those are the bets I'm going to be taking for the this kind of, you know, pretty good, pretty good UFC card. Oh, make some time on a uh, Saturday for yourself and be losing some money on it. All right, let's go to the recap. Recap. Okay, on this episode, I took the Tennessee Titans plus five and a half, a little sprinkle on the money line, plus 205. I also like the Detroit Lions plus one and a half, and a little sprinkle on that money line as well, plus 110. I'm also going to be taking the Commanders Giants under 40 and a half because those teams do not like points. I also going to be taking Dos Anjos via decision at minus 115, and Ty Tuavasa via KO, TKO, plus 240 for the UFC fight night. The Panzer Roddy Prince, he likes the Seattle Seahawks minus seven and a half and the Cincinnati Bengals plus two. That is truly spicy. The more I keep looking at the Bengals on it, two. Ooh, wow, two points. Wow, spicy. He lives up to his name. Charlie Chalk, he's going to be taking the Baltimore Ravens minus eight and a half as his lock of the week. And he also likes San Francisco minus three and a half. The Gambler, he has a two game six point tease at minus 120 with Jacksonville plus seven and Tennessee plus 11 and a half. He's going to be adding a third game to that tease for plus 130. He likes the Giants commanders under 46 and a half. Got it? Good. Okay, so last week we took the Thanksgiving games. And uh, I will say, in a great, really good season for me, a very good season, uh, I went 1-3. to three. So, okay, not good. Uh, my win was the Bills-Lions under 54.5. Great, awesome, good for me. Uh, the New England plus 3, that was a brutal loss. A brutal loss for a lot of people that had uh, New England. That was a very popular pick for <laughs> professional betters, and that really sucked. And I had the Giants-Dallas under 45.5, and, and that also sucked. That's too bad. Uh, that the Dallas Cowboys beat the Giants so badly. Also, in my two-game tees, I had Buffalo minus three, and that, that's what lost that one. So, one and three for the, uh, for the week. I had a lot of, I went three and oh on Sunday picks. So, if you, at, if you check us out uh, at Losing Money WIB, you saw that we, we made it back a little bit on Sunday, but Thursday, Thanksgiving was not that good for us. Charlie Jock, it was good for him. He won with the Detroit Lions plus 10. Can't believe it was plus 10. That's great. Uh, Pedro Prince had a rough one. He went 0-1-1 and with a push with the Dallas Cowboys split minus eight, and he lost with the Chargers minus four and a half. Gambler, he went one and one. Because he lost on his Thanksgiving tees, uh, which because he lost on Buffalo minus three and a half, like we we're kind of talking about. But he did win with his Sunday tees, the two game six point tees with Pittsburgh plus eight and a half and Tennessee plus seven and a half. So there you go. 
Now over to at losing money WIB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went five and four on the week. Oh, okay. So kind of a one unit week, you know, nothing special, nothing great, but you know what? A win's a win. And we will absolutely take that. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on the NFL week 13. Subscribe to losing money with Andrew Bascom, wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at losing money WIB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back next Friday to even lose even more money on the NFL. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!